acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ring, 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 ring. May I please speak with Zoe? Oh, hello, Lamorne. Let's patch in Hannah. God, I forgot what it was like working with you guys. Welcome to our show. Welcome to our show, everybody. Welcome to our show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Take your shoes off. Take your pants. Mm-hmm. Don't take your pants off. Don't take, take your, your pants off. Well, they well could, if you want to. If you're at home and yeah. you're in the privacy of your own place, I think it's fine to take your pants off if That's you true. want. <laughs> but if but you are in, in traffic, yeah, if you're in traffic or if you're on the train, don't take your pants off. Right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. This is an episode all about control and appropriateness. Exactly. Don't take your pants off. Uh-huh. Unless you're Schmidt <laughs> in this episode. Or a streaker, you know, if you're one of those flashers. Or a streaker. If you're a streetcar flasher, then fine. <laughs> Um, then, then do your thing. That's you know your thing. Forget it. We're not we're not telling you what to do. You no. you're in charge of your bodies. Episode 116, control. It was supposed to be so simple. All Jess wanted to do was bring a hutch into her shared living space. What's wrong with that? How was she to know it would upset the delicate balance of the entire loft? Meanwhile, Schmidt feels out of control in his relationship with Cece, who is basically using Schmidt as a booty call at this point. (laughs) Damn, Cece. Damn. Now, used to calling the shots, Schmidt, (laughs) he can't take any more uncertainties. And here's what he does. You guessed it. 
he smashes Jess's hutch. That is that is absolutely ridiculous. But Jessica Day won't be so easily put out. She takes Schmidt to Venice Beach to get him to loosen up a bit. Because if you've been to Venice Beach, <laughs> they loose down there, yo. They real loose. While there, Schmidt lets his freak flag fly. Back at home, things fall apart. Since Schmidt is the one who cooks, he's the one who cleans, he's the one who does all the grocery shopping. Jess, Winston, and Nick, well, they're left to fend for themselves. The place looks ridiculous, y'all. Looked like a hurricane went off in that kitchen. It turns out you can't make Schmidt better by trying to change him. This is the best he gets. In the end, Schmidt goes back to his original controlling self as a roommate, but he learns to let Cece control the pace of their budding relationship. Now back to our show. Guys, hi. Hey, hi. what's up? What's um, up? I dig this episode. I really, I really did enjoy. Finkel and Bear yeah. wrote this episode. Yeah. And it's so funny. It's very funny. And directed by uh, the amazing Jesse, Jesse Peretz. Peretz. Yes, Jesse Perez. School friends with him, right? Yeah. I so I I met Jesse when I did a video for Jimmy Fallon's had like a comedy album, and I was in the video for his comedy album. He had a song called "Idiot Boyfriend," and I was in this video, and Jesse directed it, and it was like a spoof of a bunch of kind of seventies and eighties videos. And it was really fun. And, and I met Jesse and I met Georgie, who was our mm-hmm. makeup artist on New Girl. I met her on that. And I met um, Jesse, as I've said three times now. <laughs> and um, did you meet Jesse? Um, anyway, I met Jesse <laughs> and um, he became my friend and his lovely wife became my friend, um, Sarah. And, um, and then when we were doing New Girl, I asked him to direct some episodes because he also directed some movies that I absolutely love. Um, I did a movie with him as well. I did a movie called Our Idiot Brother, Mm -hmm. but he did. Have you guys seen the movie that Jesse directed called The Chateau? No. No. Oh my God. Run, don't walk. It's so funny. (laughs) It's about Paul Rudd and Romney Malco play brothers who inherit a chateau in France and they go to like claim the chateau and they meet all these like crazy characters, but it's mostly improvised. Such a funny, funny movie. Everybody watch it. It's so good. Okay. Chateau. Chateau. The chateau. It's great. This moving on to this episode. Cause that's what everybody's, I guess listening for. (laughs) Um, You know, I want to, I, you know, uh, this episode was, I want to say, and I, maybe we could talk about it a little bit later, but I want to say this was the episode that Max Greenfield got nominated for an Emmy for or submitted. How's that work? No, oh, this is he, the great switcheroo of the we Emmys. Both, yeah. Yes, we both got nominated and mm-hmm. they sent, we each got to submit an episode that would be like the the um, the example of our finest acting yeah. on the show and his episode got submitted for me and my my episode got submitted for him mm-hmm. and there was like some committee and then they were like we swear so they they told us there was this mix up and then they were like but they resent them and they everybody swears they watched the new episode and i was like forget mm-hmm. about it <laughs> it's over 
It's over. <laughs> Neither one of us won. Um, and we'll never know if it was the episode mix up <laughs> or just our not being as good as the other, for <laughs> the person who won. Um, but yes, this was his, this was his episode that he, he wanted to submit right. and he is fantastic in this episode. Yeah. He's, it's a good performance piece for him because he gets to be all kinds of things and, um, real transformation happens 100%. Cause if you know Schmidt, um, you get to see the opposite side of Schmidt and the, and the folks mm-hmm. in the loft talk about it when Jess is trying to change him. And that's a big no-no in this loft, apparently. You don't want to know the origin of Schmidt. And then we, we flash back into the origin of yeah, Schmidt. Yeah, Winston and um, Nick know darn well that you yes. can't try to change Schmidt because bad things happen. But Jess... She wants to try. Right. I love what he says, though, Nick, because he's, or Winston says it, says he just gets worse. Like, there's no improving. (laughs) This is the best it's going to be. So don't mess with it. Because at least it it cleans up. That's right. (laughs) It'll take a turn uh, to a bad place. What I thought, what I liked about this, uh, just visually, you see um, the flashback of, uh, was this the first time we saw a flashback of of Nick, Winston, and Schmidt? Was this the... At the same it time, because I remember feels this. feels like it. I feel like it was. I had these Kawhi Leonard braids for all the basketball fans out there. Uh, mm-hmm. So technically, I technically Kawhi Leonard, being younger than me, stole my hairstyle from this episode. That's a New fact. Girls. How dare he? That's yeah. a fact. You know he Put was very influenced by... Yeah. 100%. <laughs> by uh-huh. Winston's early... Like, <laughs> has he given you a thank you? No. Uh, yeah. No. Is, it, is, is he paying royalties? Though. <laughs> oh, is he? He is, is a new girl fan. So this is the first time we see these braids in the episode. Yeah, it's the first time mm-hmm. we see these braids. The first time we see uh, the soul patch, I think, on on Nick <laughs> Miller, and and I don't think this is this is not the first time we've seen Big Schmidt. It's not. Um, it's not. Yeah, I think there was no. definitely. I'm pretty sure there's a flashback in a previous episode with Nick and Schmidt. I forgot that he vomited in that flashback. And there's something when I see someone throw up makes me so lazy. Me too. I do not like it. And I forgot that it happened. And so I was like watching. And then I was just like, oh, no, I would have definitely looked away if I'd remembered that. Folks, for Hannah's Hannah's birthday, folks, DM her all the vomit photos. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Don't do that. Morris. But her birthday's in August. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we also see the apartment empty. Uh, yeah, don't, don't pass out. That's true. We, don't we see do the that. apartment don't empty. Do and I feel like the only other time we see that is it's in like the, the series finale. Yeah, we see the apartment An empty. Empty apartment. See how big that place is? That rent must have been high, bro. Extremely high. Um, and it's weird seeing it on TV like that. Um, just because I don't know, I don't know why it is. Even d- during like set changes, sometimes you'll come in and you'll see it empty. But seeing it on television mm-hmm. like that, um, especially during, especially now, going back to rewatch it is very. Uh, I don't know. It, it it moved me in a in a, in a very strange way. To see I will it. say this episode is like the true roommate episode, which mm-hmm. is the truth of living with a roommate is the balance. What kind of um, chores do ever does everybody take on with everyone's strengths? What do you just have to live with? Mm-hmm. And we really hadn't yeah. explored that in the show. Um, up to this point, and that's why I love this episode so much, is you kind of just go like, well, yeah, we accept all this craziness because he does all the cooking and all the cleaning 
and he kind of keeps the the house together. Um, and you see yeah. that balance. Yeah. And you see it And also Schmidt too, does because- so many despicable things, like so many despicable things from mm-hmm. episode one, but you realize that they, you know, they all accept him in spite of those things. Um, and it's kind of part of this, you know, that all of these characters have their flaws. Um, I think Schmidt probably has <laughs> um, maybe the mm-hmm. most. Um, but uh, he does so many things that are kind of, you know, truly unacceptable. Um, um, but they all love him in spite of, of those things. The one thing I like about TV is when when uh, <laughs> when they're trying to show or showcase how dirty an apartment is or disgusting a place is, they really go for it. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. must have been a day, and all of a sudden there were... <laughs> I'm talking pizza boxes, <laughs> a million dishes. I said, how, how did we do that in one day? <laughs> how did we become this sloppy uh, without without Schmidt for a day? Which I thought was very, yeah. very I don't know, like four <laughs> grown adults and like three meals a day, plus like snacks. Plus, I mean, you could do some real damage if you are not, you know, clean people. <sighs> That was extreme. Dallas, if you're listening. It, it is extreme. <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> Dallas, Michael who was uh, on our props team, um, who yeah. is now a film director. Yes, he's What's a great up, film Dallas? director. What's up, Dallas? Yes, um, he's awesome. Dallas. We love him. We also learned about like Schmidt's anger issues, like the way he destroys that hutch. Yeah. Also, um, Cinema Magic, how perfectly it was put back together. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, well, was he's very smithereens. good at cleaning. He's very good at cleaning. <laughs> he has to control uh, everything. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I feel like I remember you, Zoe, talking a lot about um, that day or two of shooting in Venice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was um, not yep. fun. Well, you know, you're dealing with a lot of elements, variables, if you will, in Venice. And a lot of, like various types of people that are all congregated together, you know, in one place, you know, a lot of Venice people that (laughs) a lot of things that are out of your control, control. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We were dealing with our own control issues because that's the thing. I mean, it, I love Venice Beach is amazing. And I grew up here in, in Los Angeles. So, you know, it's a place that I remember always going as a kid and it's, it's, it can be really fun. But it's also like shooting there is tough because you have, you know, a lot of people who don't care that, you know, you're, you're trying to get your, your work day done. And, um, and, you know, they'll just do their thing. Yeah. Can I say it's also like a, a highly <laughs> disproportionate number of people on rollerblades. Which, yes. you know, you zoom in, in and out of shots. Hard to catch someone There's on the blades. There's people... Well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm just going to say it. A lot of people on various substances... Right. <laughs> yeah. We Drugs don't on know blades. What the, Drugs on blades. Yeah, and yeah exactly. And you mix rollerblades with, with, with substances and, and things happen, you know? Be careful, folks, when you're walking down. If you're a tourist and you're coming to Venice Beach, be careful. Mm. You might step on a needle. They're everywhere. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I've seen it before. Shoot up central. Um... It is. It's definitely crazy. there's there's yeah it, there's a lot going on. It's um, hard to work and there, I'm, and actually, I'm trying yeah. to be diplomatic, but yeah, it's hard to work there. Crackhead, it's, it's, it's fine. okay. Say it. 
I don't want to like, you know, make assumptions about people, but I feel like there were substances involved. Um, It's not an assumption. I saw a guy on Venice Beach once. I said, hey, man, you look high. He said, yeah, it's crack. I said, okay. (laughs) He got straight to the point. (laughs) He got straight to the point. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of what we were dealing with in our shoot days. A little um, art imitating life, imitating art, Mm -hmm. imitating life. But we did get to eat ice cream, and I have a very fun picture of Max and me um, eating ice cream uh, on Venice Beach that... Yeah, it's a it's a picture of me. I'm wearing like heart sunglasses. It's just like a picture where I'm like, oh, that was fun. And you know, it's it's. I didn't get that many episodes like with just me and Max, and we were like working together a lot. And so it was really, you know, it was, it was fun to have those episodes. You know, where you kind of have a concentrated time with a person. So it was it was really fun to get to work with Max on this yeah, one. I feel like that's what people sometimes don't realize is that means that just you and Max those days were actually yeah. spending an entire day down at Venice Beach together. So yeah. you're kind of, you know, just like in the show in those moments in real life you're really, you know, growing and learning your friendship. Yeah. Speaking of our friendship location. navigating our our, you know, interesting day. Yeah. Right. Speaking That's of uh, right. strange, mm-hmm. strange uh, Los Angeles shooting locations, MacArthur Park. We oh yeah, yeah another place some where some substances it, were probably being. Um, is that the consumed? bench where you and Jake are on talking about how much money? Yeah, we're having a little conversation about how much money so, he owes me. And every once in a while, you might see somebody. They, they, you know, they'll step into the shot, and they don't care. They don't care. They got. I wonder if there's footage of it where you would just see. A, a person just randomly roam and you know in their own little zone while we're trying to film the scene they just step on in because if you if you're not familiar with sets we have security that kind of surrounds the perimeter but that's a public park so you can't really mm-hmm. lock it all the way down completely and you got folks who like you said don't give a damn <laughs> they do not yeah care. most yeah most people are following a, a certain rule book but then these were people who are following their own rule book it's a funny story. In Atlanta, there are times when you film and on certain streets, what happens is that people know that you need to get those shots. And so oh, yeah. they'll pretend to be out of their minds. They'll pretend to be a little wacky and they'll start screaming. And then the security has to come and pay them or production mm. has to come and pay them to leave. And they know this. So they all do it. Yeah, well, so- I was filming in Atlanta and in the middle of the night... <laughs> <laughs> we would have these <laughs> we were filming in this park for like weeks and in the middle of the night there would be like a caravan of i don't know what you'd call them like jalopies or something like with <laughs> lights on them and they would play really 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 loud music and i'm like who's in this caravan <laughs> I'm like, who's I'm going? To get paid. All right, so I'll meet you guys at two fifty-five, <laughs> and there's a filming location like right down the street, and we're gonna we're gonna ruin <laughs> we're gonna ruin their shot. <laughs> oh my god! With our light up cars. Oh yeah, that's what you that's what you you got to deal with. That's what you're up against when you shoot outside. I love shooting outside, especially in warm yeah. weather because it's just I don't know, just it's you nice. can breathe. But yeah. at the, the you, I mean, there are planes you got to deal with, sirens, people. It's it's not as easy as it may seem. Yeah, the and elements, if you've ever yeah. like, yeah, shot in New York City, 
that's Oof. a whole other thing too. Oh my god! Um, it's it's fun though. It's what's it's what we like. We enjoy it. Oh yeah. Um, also in this episode, this is we talked about this in the previous episode where sometimes it's hard to, you know, when you're dealing with a, a person's uh, performance style, it's hard to stay in character because you laugh too much. This is a slap fighting scene. Oh uh, my! In the supermarket. Oh, that was a good slap fight. It that looked like some real hits up. got in there, though. I watched it, and I was I like, know. wait, hold up. Wait, did you just really get slapped? Jake doesn't... I feel like he, he was trying to prove something in, in this episode in particular because I slap him, and I have, everybody knows I have a gentle touch. And, you know, I slap <laughs> him, and then Jake has the heaviest hands you have ever felt in your entire life. <laughs> he just kept going for it, and it hurt, but all I could do was laugh because he wouldn't pull his punches. And I was like, Jesus, man, this this hurts. And I started to get a headache during that during that time. We kept doing take after take after take after take. And I want to say, I didn't have a blow up moment, but I definitely out loud at some point said, I think we got it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think we got it. <laughs> My head is killing me and he's... He's got the heaviest knuckles you've ever felt in your life. <laughs> Thick palm Jake Johnson is what we call him. Well, he used to move furniture. Like, Jake used to move furniture as a job. <laughs> he still so, does. So, I mean, that, yeah, he probably still does. <laughs> um, he's like he's like on a break from Minx and he's like showing up to <laughs> <Yep>. oh, <laughs> move yeah. you out of your house. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, no, he, uh, he plays for real. It made me think of like the boob fight, slap fight that you and I do later yeah. in the season. Yeah. But that was Except different. We were I remember wearing we were very padded. padded bras. Yeah. That's right. We were, they were padded. were like, here's your bra. And I was like, this is the most yeah. <laughs> robust. It was all in the face. Yeah. We were doing the face kind of acting. The and face then the slaps. And the foley. Yeah. They had like, That's they were right. doing the best post work with the sound to make them the most hilarious slap sounds. But we were very considerate slappers. But when I watched that fight, when I rewatched this episode, I literally I like, like my Jake body is- curled up in a ball because I'm like, nah, this is this is actually getting not fun. I can see this getting a yeah, little Jake, too real. Jake was hitting you for real. He was. He was. <laughs> Your head. Your yeah. precious head. Well, because here's the thing. Everybody knows that when you um, when you're engaged in a slap fight, um, out of respect for your opponent, you put a hand to cheek. And Jake, I'm not sure if you can slow it down. His, his hand was like by my eye. He was hitting the top it of your high. head. Yeah. That's the thing. You got head. You got the yeah. bottom. I watched it. It wasn't just like little things on the cheek. Like you were really getting your face Jake, yeah. mangled. I don't. Till this day, I get headaches, and I don't know if that's <laughs> brain damage. I, I think that. you need to to maybe sue Jake. I want to be oh, wow. super rich. Gets launched He's right super, here. Super rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right so your storyline in this is that in a poker fight he puts like all his chips in right and poker fight did i just poker, say poker po- fight he said a poker fight <laughs> which happens from time to time <laughs> I mean, high stakes high stakes poker <laughs> a um, poker game <laughs> um what is wrong with my brain a, you're in a poker game he's yeah. drunk he puts all his chips in and then he loses four hundred and eighty-seven dollars or something yes, like that. Yes, four hundred eighty-seven. That's what his belly said. Mm-hmm. 
I think I wrote that on his belly as well. Did you really? I do believe I did. I thought I was like, I wonder who wrote it because it's it's very very clear, beautiful penmanship. Well, I will say this: yeah, if it's you good ever get penmanship. a chance to, if yeah, you ever was... get a chance to write on Jake Johnson's body, do it. Uh-huh. It is a smooth canvas. <laughs> um, if you're out there, folks, and you're listening, if you see Jake say... Johnson on the street, just go and write on his body. Yeah, go and... <laughs> uh, it's gonna go over and one. Then you can find yourself in a slap I think fight. We should take a break. Yeah. I think Let's we take should a take break. a break. Um, and so many lawsuits will get to come guys from this. All go right on Jake Johnson's body and come back and tell us how you felt when you did it. That's right. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, 
We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. We're back. We hope you had fun writing on Jake Johnson's body. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure he as as much fun as he did. Exactly, because I'm still <laughs> thinking about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, now your penmanship, uh, Lamorne. Did you go to convent school? Like, how did you get that beautiful penmanship? Here's the thing. Here's he, if I. Here's the thing. I say I think I wrote that because, in all actuality, I have dog shit handwriting. <laughs> it's really bad. It is really, really bad. That's why some folks, I'm known out there as a, as a doctor, Dr. Lamorne. That's what people call me on Dr. the street. Dr. Lamorne. Is that yeah. true? Yeah. I'm known as Dr. Lamorne. That's like a thing. It's common. Everybody yeah. knows it. It's all the over DL. my Twitter. Maybe um, it's because your hands are too damn gentle. I have a gentle touch. Everybody knows that too. <laughs> but I have the worst handwriting, much like a doctor would. It's because right? your hands are <laughs> too Gentle. gentle. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make the marker or the sharpie, whatever utensil I'm using, um, feel good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here, can Your we just set the scene place. though? Okay, <laughs> because if you wrote on his belly, mm-hmm. that means you would probably have to, I don't know, down on your knees, right? Get eye level to write. All right. And you're okay. gonna have to hold. This is getting weird. His back. Where are you going with to this? like? Write clearly on his belly. I'm or just somebody else scene. could hold his back. Hannah. Someone else could get behind Hannah. to hold him stable. Hannah, or he I'm, could lean against the wall. Hannah, I'm not sure where you're going with this. Okay, <laughs> I'm just trying you to. Just said, I'm just I got trying on to. My knees we're to, treading. <laughs> to Hannah, it, the, no. This you, is an innocent conversation. Hannah, I'm just trying to figure out how you wrote on his belly. Hannah, so like I can you tell you exactly how I did it. I, Hannah, instead well, of getting perverted, his eye. Hannah, enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, instead of getting perverted <laughs> with this, I'm going to tell you exactly how it happened. Where'd your mind go? I'm just talking about how you wrote on this man's back. Yeah, you said I had to kneel down. Okay, we know how what that else? means. How we else are you going to write it? The way you it happened. Want, you want to lay on a bed? That's what happened. You I laid him down. down on a bed. bed. You laid him yeah. down. <laughs> I laid Jake Johnson down on a bed. It was a silk, gently, silk sheets. With gently. your gentle hands. That's right. Um, I <laughs> kindly removed his shirt, one button at a time. There you go. Right? There you go. <laughs> I brought out my favorite Sharpie. Uh-huh. And Jake was a little nervous, so I had to make him feel comfortable. Uh-huh. So I put on some Luther Vandross. I lit there some candles. <laughs> okay, I gave him a little wine. You know what I mean? And then, you know, then I wrote on his belly like any normal person would do. What's it's a job. <laughs> Professionals a job. doing and their job. And you did a job. great job. Thank you. And you that your pen mission job. was actually great because you were focused <laughs> yeah. and relaxed. You were and focused. so was he. That's it. Well, I'm yeah, glad we solved focused. that mystery, yeah. guys. And we rehearsed well, that scene numerous times solved. before, too. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we all know that's a great behind the scenes story. I'm glad everybody knows now. Fully accurate yeah. and factual. We're here to bring you the truth, you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Untold stories mm-hmm. of New Girl. Here you go. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go.
I love how you do this intervention moment on the park bench, though, because I on if somebody owes me money, I don't know how I would I I can't ask for it. It makes me super uncomfortable. Has I that ever? What do you do in that moment? What do you? If I don't do anything. Money, it's terrible. So borrow money Anna, from me, I guess. Hannah, can I borrow ten grand? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I don't like. It's just terrible to ask someone for money because if you borrow it, it should be on you to return it. That's the right way to do it. So the fact that that you know Winston's been backed into this corner now where he's like had to write <laughs> a letter yeah. um, to have this big intervention. That is an uncomfortable thing. I, I have oh a question. Um, are you guys? Like, do you guys need a lot of control over things? How neat and fastidious are you? Or like how how much do how much control do you need? I personally, I there's not a lot that bothers me. Right. So if you're very easygoing, very easygoing, but it can't like like, for example, the apartment loft, my place can't look like that. It no way like that you know you're a grown-up <laughs> exactly exactly i understand every once in a while you might leave a cup or a plate out and you you, you pick it up the next day and you, you know it just sits right, there for right, a day right. i understand that but like just full-on open containers and things especially if it's not mine then i get upset about it and yeah you know because then i find myself being the one that that does it all here's I the thing there's two i feel like schools of thought on this of like housekeeping you clean as you go Right. Yeah. Or you leave it all to the end of the night and then you got to spend an hour and then that's when you kind of. Yeah. Get to work. Or exactly. I guess the third school of thought is just like, no, nah, I'm not doing any of it, which is what happens in this episode. Absolutely. I'm yeah. a clean as you go person. I don't want at the end mm-hmm. of the night a whole mountain of work of like collecting dishes and tidying up. That makes me crazy. I don't I don't want it at the end of the night. What about you, ZD? Um, I, it kind of depends on what I'm doing. I do like, if I'm baking or something that gets messy, I like to clean as I go because otherwise you make mistakes. Um, but if I'm just cooking a regular meal and there isn't that much like stuff to clean up, I'll leave it till the end. I'm lucky because Jonathan's very helpful. Um, uh, and he's, He's extremely good at cleaning up. So, I, you know, I'm lucky that he'll always help me clean up. Um, but I am, I would say, like, I don't know, Hannah, if you'd agree with me, but being a mom, <laughs> I'm controlling about other things. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, like, I like things done a certain way, you know. Well, I think what's but, interesting about this episode is what the real kickoff is, is in the cold open. Right, right. With the hutch, is that right? Stacey's trying to be spontaneous oh, about one. sex? Oh, right, 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 right. right? And that. it's like, and it's making him feel like he's totally out of control, and he doesn't know when this thing's going to happen or not. And it's manifesting about other things. It's kind of like in couple, you know, fights where people go like, "It's not about the dishes. It was not yeah. about the hutch." Right. That's right. He just was trying to figure out this huge thing that was way out of his control. And so then he was like hyper-focusing and getting really angry and it was coming out in uh, different ways. And then he went on a journey. Mm-hmm. And then that's why the full circle moment at the end with Cece, where he was like, I can relinquish this control a little bit and just enjoy the moment. And then How does, do you guys feel about thrift store stuff, by the way? Thrift store stuff? 
Um, yeah, like the Hutch, the typewriters. Like, I'm all about a good find. I love it. Me too. Me nah, too. How about you, me. Lamorne? Uh, everything. Brand oh, right. New. You don't like old stuff, right? No. You like everything to be new. No, every <laughs> every home that I've ever been in, like mm-hmm. uh, apartment for the most part that I've rented has never been it's always a new construction it's always never yes. lifted I, <laughs> every time i, I, I change the toilet seats thing, all that stuff. you were like i, I was like because i like like more historic homes and stuff and you were like you live in an old home ew <laughs> <laughs> you're like ew what you want to live in a home that people have lived in before <laughs> see people have like they like i just feel like the amount of ghosts <laughs> i get so creeped out by the idea that like when i'm in my own personal space there's a ghost looking at me like man this is my couch (laughs) and i can't tell until he does something weird like move something you know and i don't i don't i haven't seen a ghost but people talk about them and they say they're real and i'm like what if they are they're always watching me even when i'm in the new buy new homes because you are concerned that a ghost is watching you. Yeah. I, You're concerned I, that you have to share a couch with a ghost. <laughs> right. Right. And, and you, you know, change the toilet seats in case a ghost. I changed the toilet. No, 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 use no, the toilet. No. no you see, know, ghosts a couple, don't use. They don't that's have a different they don't contr- That's facilities. a different issue. No. So there's you a different. Like that's a different issue. So if I'm renting a place, you know, uh, um, if I'm, you know, renting a place and I, I always change the toilet seats out. The whole oh the seat the seats not the whole toilet okay, itself but I changed the I, I changed the seats out unless I'm putting in one of those very in, you know which will pop up in another will episode. you go you won't use like a bathroom like in a restaurant or something if I have to but like when I'm at home you know what I mean there's a there's a I don't want I don't want to have to put a sheet down over what is, those little protective things down in my own home but you so, know there's something like called bleach that can totally clean i get it i get it but i don't i don't always believe in bleach you know what i mean i'm you know i don't bleach don't always do the trick you ever walk into a a, a smelly place and you can smell that bleach was laid on the ground but it still smells like a it's like crime scene yeah you can Mm. still smell the crime scene flavor (laughs) hospital flavor all right well i I, we support you that's right thank you for your support your your fear of sharing couches with ghosts Right. Um, so I got to put down one of those like very lovely like Japanese t- like toilets. I love those. So I I just remove mm-hmm. them. I remove the old stuff and put in something new. You know, that's my investment. We're learning you. you got a lot clean of Schmidt esque qualities. Just mm-hmm. clean cheeks. I just want clean cheeks. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Clean cheeks. That's the name of your new album. Um, <laughs> yes. That is your new album. But that's the thing that people clean know cheeks. about me, though. Everywhere I go out, people are always like, yo, you're the guy who has clean cheeks, right? I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's me. That's <laughs> How did you know? I'm yeah. known for it. Um, Everybody knows. That's some headstone stuff. That's right. Folks, it's Hannah's birthday is coming up in <laughs> August, so please send her pictures of clean <laughs> cheeks. I cannot with you. <laughs> I honestly... Yeah. you Don't put ever this- check your DMs again. This is- <laughs> This Never. He's ruined. Oh, I can't open it again. That's it. <laughs> um, um, there's an interesting so, little tidbit on this really quick. I'm sorry, but there's like this crystals, you know, the, the, he's wearing a crystal, which I thought was very interesting. Cause later on we'll find that, that 
that's been like a Winston thing as well. I'm not sure if you guys remember. Oh, that's on, right. He has this obsession with crystals, and I thought it was really funny. To, to I don't know if they were selling it early, but when Nick is, you know, pretty much telling Schmidt that his crystal is, uh, what do you call it, rock poop? Is that what he called it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, send us oh. your crystals in, <laughs> in this DM. Send Forsh. us all your crystals. A foreshadowing. Yeah, for sure. Um, this episode ends with some of the most vile, dirty talk that I feel yeah. like I have ever heard about him trying to knight her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and naming his Pernus Hector J. Mm-hmm. Hector J. Yeah, it was knighted. one of the most, I get so uncomfortable with things like that. Like, I'm just like, nah, okay, I'm going to turn the episode off. Uh, uh. <laughs> and he's just, again, it's Max, so he's, like, over committing to this crazy dirty talk, which I feel like most of that must have been done in, like, ADR. ADR yeah. And they gave him pages of just crazy yeah. stuff to say. We would get say. pages of jokes, and a lot of times it was supposed to be one joke, and then they're like, how about you fit all 15? That's right. And then it'll become a list of many, many, many. That's I what think that felt especially like. especially for Schmidt. Um, and I felt like re-traumatized just watching it. I was like, oh, ah, ah. Um, yeah, too much, too weird, too gross. Um, and yeah. the fact that she's anyway, kind of into it is also very weird. Yeah. It, <laughs> you know what's funny is when I see the love scenes with you and Max, it's like, it feels like weird. <laughs> it's very like watching weird. your friends, you know, and you're like, ah, like, like if somebody were like, here's a video of your friends in the bedroom i'd be like uh no thank you i also um, didn't realize how much cc and schmidt just like made out the first season yeah, yeah. which is a very I mean, weird way to dive right into a tv fantastic. show mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, where you're just yeah, like yeah hi nice to meet you okay so in this episode you're just gonna like jump this guy's bones which <laughs> i was like oh my goodness can't i just rap <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. All right, guys, I think it's that time. It's that time. It's that time. Where's the bear? Where's the bear? Okay. It's been a hard couple weeks. Because this is the one. Here's the thing. I know. I know. Trust me. You don't think I want the bear? I want the bear. And so I watched it. I watched it slow. I did like a, a couple pauses. Some like peeking around on scenes that had like a lot going on in it. I did not find a bear in this episode listeners did you in the episode of control did you find a bear because it feels like when i go online then and then i go like where's the bear in the control episode is my little cheat to kind of like figure out if anybody else did it everyone goes like it's the picture of the bear on the fridge and i can't i feel like you just can't keep counting that one now yeah yeah, we're gonna have to have some but this episode is written by brett bear which i know zoe does not count. count It doesn't count, but I could maybe it be the this fact is that part of the. Oh, sorry. Nick, go ahead. Nick, no, could it be the fact that Nick and Winston were having a, a bare hand slap? They were they were slapping <laughs> each other with their bare hands. This is also stretching. Any bear spelled B A R E does that count? Because they said bear B E A 
are like that's a true. bear, the animal. Um, if we're also including Brett Bear's last name and also bear hands and bear bottoms, do we? <laughs> do we? Does that count? Because we need to know the rules. You tell us. Yeah, I feel tell. like um, the rules of where the bear are very similar to the rules <laughs> of true American. Where we kind of are making them up as we yeah. go along to fit what we yes. need to have happen because it's fun, y'all. It's fun. Speaking, Speaking of, of true American. <laughs> true American. Welcome to True American, where the rules change weekly and you leave more confused than when you showed up. This week, we're playing Betty Crocker's Kids Dessert. We'll each describe the greatest kid snack, and you guys can vote for the best version right now on Instagram. Ooh, a vote. Mm. A contest. You know, my my favorite kid snack growing up, and it's not really a kid snack. It's Well, it is a kid snack, but it's a candy bar. It's, yeah. is it, does that count? It's a candy sure. bar. Sure, yeah. 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 It was this a Snickers candy bar, but I ate it in a very weird way. You know how okay. they would say it's no wrong way to eat a Reese's and you would think some people yeah. had the commercials, but they never had that for Snickers. I would eat the Snickers the the long way, like a like a corn on the cob. Mm-hmm. I would eat mm-hmm. the, the nougat part first. And You'd nibble I, your nougat? I would nibble the nougat. You always got to start with the nougat. Okay. Um, <laughs> fun fact was a snack that I gave uh <laughs> Jake Johnson to calm him down when I was riding on his belly. It was a piece of uh, Snickers. Aww. Um, like a whole bar, nougat. like fun size one, or what? One little fun size with a little toothpick <laughs> a little in it. fun size. Um, and uh, that's how I would eat it. And my mom, so my mom would work late. She'd work nights. And I was always the one who would wait up. And, and she got so mad at me for waiting Aww. up for her because it was, it was school night. And I would always wait up and she would get home around midnight from work every night. And I would always wait. <laughs> So for a while, she thought I was waiting up because I was a sweetheart. I was waiting up because I was like, did you bring me a Snickers from the store? Oh, bless. (laughs) (laughs) And she would would always say no, but she always had one. She always go, no, go to bed. And I wake up the next morning and then she would say, take this to school with you. So that was my I remember my dad bringing home from work those little red and white striped uh, peppermints. Oh. which i'm sure there was just like a free bowl of i don't at the like reception those. or whatever yeah. <laughs> but i just remember him bringing home like a little sweet for me i remember that too it was more like the the fact that your parents thought about you when they were at work yeah yeah very so sweet. sweet okay so a snickers eating like a corn on the cob mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is your you toss in your hat favorite in the candy kids ring. dessert yep. yeah favorite, okay. favorite kids dessert that's right um, I'll share mine. I already know it won't win, and people think it's disgusting. Oh, Here's boy. what: don't care. Vegemite. Is it a dessert or a snack? That's the thing. It's a snack. Okay. Okay. I just remember eating this in Saudi Arabia with my best friend. I just remember us making these, okay. and we thought it was really delicious. Um, because uh, obviously we couldn't use the stove or anything to make like a grilled cheese. So we were young, you know, like we're nine years old. So what we would do was get a piece of bread. It was just like white loaf bread. Um, we'd put mayonnaise on it. Then we would already. Put, I'm out. But you're okay. out. Then we would put. Peace, a, then we would put like a craft single. 
Okay. And we put it in the microwave to cook no. it. Because we no. thought it would, and it basically um, burns it, I think, is now, in retrospect, well, I can say, was what would really Fred happen. Fred doesn't react very well to the microwave. We did not know these things. So we would put it in and we thought we were making like open-faced grilled cheesies um, and then take it out and the and the, and the and the plasticky cheese would burn the roof of our mouth and we thought it was the greatest invention of a snack ever. Um, and our parents let us do it and um, that was our delicious uh, snack. Oh, Jesus. So far, I think Stickers is going to win this. Oh, that's Okay, gross. so I'm going to put gross. in... <laughs> I don't, I don't like, think you can I'm pay not... me to eat that now, but uh, I ate a lot of that growing yeah, up. I was like... <laughs> um, so, growing up, we would make this, like, coffee cake that was a box mix that my dad would make with us on, like, Saturday mm. mornings. And it was... You would mix the whole thing in a bag... And then bake it in a, a little cardboard container. But it had like s- cinnamon, sugar, streusel topping. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. Yeah, it was just like a co- regular coffee cake. Um, like a vanilla cake with a streusel topping. So was and there any coffee in it? Were you young? Having coffee? No, no, no. You know what a coffee cake is not no. a... Uh, it's not a... Oh, oh, because maybe, maybe... Okay, so a coffee cake. I'm microwaving cake cheese you, over here, so right. I don't. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, I feel like if you grow up in the states, maybe it's more of a thing. You call a coffee cake something you eat, like that you you would eat with like oh, like a tea time tea snack or for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's got not you, something you. that has coffee in it. Contains it's coffee. just something that you would have maybe with coffee, but so they call it a coffee cake. Normally, like a coffee cake would be like a a a sort of delectable cake with uh, cinnamon sugar t- streusel topping. It's and it's like a single layer cake. It's not like a birthday cake. It's like a it's like a yeah, a tea time snack. Yeah. It's it's delicious. Yeah, you could put a little butter on it. Well, I thought for a second I might have like an edge cuz it was like coffee for kids and then that wouldn't be okay. And no, there's learning, no coffee in um, it. No. Just in the name. Now it's just a delicious treat, which sounds great. Yeah, it's confusing. It doesn't have coffee in it. It's just cinnamony and yummy. So <laughs> I, Snickers I like eaten sideways. All right, those are um, our three contenders. Cinnamon streusel for coffee cake with no snacks. coffee in it. Or a piece of bread with bread and with cheese. mayonnaise and uh, American cheese in the microwave. Yeah, burnt, burnt though, burnt. <laughs> burnt. So those are our three options, uh, folks. <laughs> three options. I feel like it's really only two. Yeah. <laughs> it might win now because of that. I think now I'm it will all win. All the Snickers on top of the coffee cake. <laughs> <laughs> so vote on that, um, folks. We want you guys to vote, vote on your favorite. We want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, go to the, and go maybe to the... maybe we'll find out a lot of people made uh, a grilled cheese in the microwave. I well, I I've done that before, but I don't think I put mayonnaise. I don't think I put it in the microwave. But I don't think I also also I don't think I put mayonnaise on it. Mayonnaise and cheese yeah, and bread. That That's, that really threw me off. That threw me off. That threw me off. And I've done yeah. some some strange things. Syrup sandwiches is something we also grew up on. So, um, <laughs> so but mayonnaise, mm, mm, disgusting. Um, so yeah, make sure you guys go to the Welcome to Our Show podcast IG profile and vote. We will have those vote. images up there soon. Vote, vote, vote. All right. 
Thanks, guys. This was so fun. Another great episode all about control. Yes, indeed it was. Like and subscribe. Uh, give us 10 stars. 10 stars. <laughs> ten, ten, ten stars. See you guys next time on Welcome to Our Show. Uh, uh, all right. We'll talk to you guys later. Love ya. Love Bye. you. Love you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Welcome to Our Show, a New Girl Recap podcast. Welcome to Our Show is a production of iHeartRadio, hosted by Zoe Deschanel, Lamorne Morris, and Hannah Simone. Our executive producer is Joelle Monique. Our engineer and editor is Daniel Goodman. The Welcome to Our Show theme song was written by Zoe Deschanel, performed and produced by Zoe Deschanel and Pierre DeRieter. Follow us on Instagram at Welcome to Our Show Pod. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, you can email us at Welcome to Our Show Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share far and wide. Thanks for listening. We'll hear you next week. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.